Good day to all of our fans and friends out in podcast land. I am Art Mosley, your host for the Turd Ferguson Report. This is the first installment of the Turd Ferguson Report. Wanted to a uh, couple things on the menu today. Uh, first, wanted to tell you what the Turd Ferguson is, what we are all about. Uh, kind of give you a history of why even the name Turd Ferguson, and then want to uh, step into had some uh, pretty good conversation on social media this week. Uh, Twitter uh, appreciate anybody uh, following, and you can follow us uh, at the Turd Ferguson Report. That's T U R D F. E-R-G-U-S-O-N-R-P-T on Twitter. Love to have you follow. Uh, love to get your input. Uh, healthy interaction about high school football in the state of Georgia. So this idea kind of came about uh, in, in, from uh, a passion of high school football and really from a time when I was a, a youngster growing up in Jacksonville, Florida, having the opportunity to go watch uh, some of my older cousins play football. Um, I did not play football myself. I was a basketball player, uh, but have always had a passion for the sport. So moved to Georgia 11 years ago, and um, Friday nights I would go to a high school football game, local game, and sit on the top of the stands and just kind of w- a way for me to decompress. And, uh, you know, it's after uh, 12, 11 years here becoming part of the community, one of the things that uh, I thought is, man, I'd love to have an opportunity to give uh, give my two cents and my opinion on what's going on in football in the, state, in the great state of Georgia. And, and we have a lot of, of talented athletes, talented uh, coaches, uh, supportive communities uh, for, for a sport that I love. So absolutely love the atmosphere of high school football in the state of Georgia. Uh, so. The Turd Ferguson Report uh, is is just me and my opinions, un, un, unsanctioned, um, unfiltered opinions about what's going on in the state, my idea, my take on things. So this is not an official GHSA broadcast or not an official Max Preps broadcast. This is just one man's opinion on things that are going on in the state. So now that we, we kind of have that clear can want to tell you what to expect. Uh, right now, we are in the middle of releasing our preseason uh, outlooks for all classifications. That's all seven classifications. I will not split public and private. Uh, 7A through 4A came out this week. 3A to single A will come out uh, the week of the 7th. So look for those, I believe, starting on Wednesday. Um, and we'll get those out. Goal of the show uh, is, is, once again, to really highlight football in Georgia. Uh, I guess, as I said, we've got, uh, uh, once we get the previews out, we should be looking at, uh, one blog a week followed by one podcast, hopefully to be released on Saturday afternoon. I will also cover, uh, because I live in Cherokee County, I will also cover Cherokee County a little more closely than I do the rest of the state. But my goal is to highlight, uh, uh, just high school football in the state of Georgia, and then a small segment emphasis on Cherokee County. Uh, we have uh, six high schools in Cherokee County, uh, Cherokee, Etowah, River Ridge, Sequoia, Creekview, and Woodstock. And I will come out with a preview to be later released later this weekend, uh, which gives my ideas, my thoughts about the upcoming season for Cherokee County football. 
Uh, also going to uh, make sure I plug uh, some of my friends who are doing a great job in Cherokee County, the guys over at Cedarwood Tavern. You can follow them on Twitter at Cedarwood Tavern. Uh, Mick and Vern do a great job. These guys have a pre- and post-game sh- Cherokee County show. So if you're in the Woodstock, Canton area, Holly Springs, and uh, check them out at Cedarwood Tavern. They'll actually start coming up this week with a live podcast from River Ridge uh, for the River Ridge, I believe, River Ridge Cherokee scrimmage this coming Friday. And that broadcast starts at 6.30. So now that I've got that out of the way, kind of the uh, red tape, I do want to talk to you about uh, the history of Turd Ferguson. Uh, when I shared the idea with a few of my friends, they said, "Why? what, what is the significance of Turd Ferguson? And this goes back uh, several years when my younger brother was a grad assistant uh, at the uh, Boston College, if I'm not mistaken, one of his jobs was to review some several uh, hours of game film for uh, high school prospects. And and one of the comments he said, "Oh, I think we've got another Turd Ferguson, which is a a guy who's probably a, a, a decent high school player, but just doesn't have the ability to play at the Division One level, or I guess technically at any any level where where you're recruiting." So. He said, well, probably a good kid, but just another Turd Ferguson. We've seen a, there are a dime a dozen of the recruiting film we get. Um, so as I thought back on my high school playing career, you know, career average of uh, 1.5 points a game in high school, uh, uh, career Mr. Hustle winner. But uh, uh, I, I figured if I sent my game film to a college coach, I'd probably be a, a considered a Turd Ferguson uh, for for. Uh, disclosure, you know, I'm the only, uh, I'm, I'm the oldest of, uh, I've got three brothers, I'm the oldest of three boys, and and I'm the only one that did not play a sport in college, so I, I think I would classify as a Turd Ferguson, so uh, there, I, I think this, the name and the report fits me well. So, there you have a little bit of history of why we call it the Turd Ferguson Report. Has nothing to do uh, with what I think of the teams I report about, but just a a, a name in and of itself. So with that said, I want to jump into the Class uh, 7A uh, player-to-watch list and, and had some good feedback uh, from, my, from uh, some folks around the state about uh, my player to watch, players to watch, or top players, I think, as we, we called it. And one of the things that uh, my information was only as good as, as, as my source, so as we continue to build a database of information, we will make sure that uh, we give more in-depth, better coverage of these players to watch. So so three of the glaring omissions that had been brought to my attention this week, uh, one comes from uh, a, a, a big-time recruit out of Grayson High School, Owen Papo, uh, linebacker, six foot 207, uh, poised to have a breakout year as we understand it. He was left off of a uh, uh, player-to-watch list for Region 8. So obviously the, with the omission of Dominic Blaylock uh, at Walton High School, a wide receiver, six foot one seventy five, uh, top rated, uh, and I believe he has committed to Georgia or or given a verbal to Georgia, and then Noah Frith, wide receiver out of six, out of Woodstock, Georgia. Excuse me, six four one eighty, big physical receiver. I believe had over one hundred eighty yards last season. Uh, 
he is teaming up with Lewis Hall to to form one of the best uh, receiver core, not only in Cherokee County, but in Class 7A in the state of Georgia. So with that said, uh, my apologies to Mr. Papo, Blaylock, and Frith for leaving you off the list. Obviously, this list is not inclusive of, of all the top players in the region. Uh, there are some uh, players that I would have left off, as I mentioned before, but I appreciate all the feedback that we uh, have received. And as we uh, continue to go on the season, I look forward to pointing out a lot of these standout performances. Also on social media, I do want to uh, thank the uh, the Pickens Dragons uh, here in Northwest Georgia uh, for calling me out and letting me know that I'm sleeping on them. And Pickens in a tough region, uh, they are lumped with, excuse me, Pickens in Class 4A, Lump with Northwest Whitfield, uh, Ridgeland, Heritage, Catoosa, Lafayette, uh, Gilmer, and Southeast Whitfield. Uh, that, you know, one, one of my players to watch in this class is certainly quarterback out of Northwest Whitfield, Luke Shiflett, who, uh, save for Trevor Lawrence in Class 4A, might be the quarterback that everyone is talking about. We will see uh, what happens during what transpires during the season. Uh, once again, these are just. Uh, based off of stats from 2016 season. Now, wanted to discuss and really release is kind of get, uh, because of you listening to the, the podcast, I'm going to give you uh, the turd Ferguson top 10. And really this is just a best guess of my top 10 for the 2017 season. And I'll give you 7A through 4A this week. Next week's broadcast will we'll go over 3A to single A uh, and let you know my thoughts and would love to have your thoughts. And obviously, uh, here's my opinion of preseason polls and any polls. This is uh, a fun exercise for me to kind of give me a chance to, to take a stab and a guess at, at who will be where. The great thing about football in the state of Georgia is the champion is settled in a tournament format. So no matter what I think, no matter what the AJC thinks, no matter what Recruit Georgia thinks, no matter what uh, you know, the Moultrie Observer thinks, the games are played and won on the field by young men who put in a lot of uh, hard work, a lot of effort, a lot of energy. And so they will be rewarded uh, by their efforts on the field. And there can only be one champion. Uh, that doesn't mean there aren't great teams throughout up and down uh, uh, Georgia from from Dade County in north, extreme northwest Georgia to uh, to Darien, Georgia, down in southeast Georgia or, or over in Bainbridge in southwest Georgia. So absolutely a ton of talent. And this top 10, my, my goal is to just, like I said, take a stab. It, it's it's designed to create some conversation around football in the state of Georgia. This will change weekly as the results come in. And so uh, the closer we get to the end of the season, the, 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 the better I feel I'll have a, a feel for what is going on in the state in terms of the top teams. And once again, like I said, that becomes irrelevant during the second season, and that's playoff season where it uh, doesn't matter if you're a top-ranked team. If you lose a first-round game, you're out and you go home, and, and man, hey, heck of a season, but the champion is determined by a playoff, not a poll. So I think that that's great. It gives these players a chance to really earn this on the field. So without further ado, I am going to get started with my top 10 in Class 7A, and we'll start from the bottom 
and go to the top. Uh, starting at number 10, I have got the West Lake Lions. Uh, West Lake playing in uh, Region 2 in Class 7A. Uh, last year, a Final Four team uh, have uh, Ravon Birch coming back at quarterback and look for them to kind of pick up where they left off last season. Uh, I do believe maybe they'll get some challenges from Noonan, um, but I think Westlake here coming in at number 10. At uh, at number 9, I'm looking at Parkview, and uh, Parkview uh, in, a, in a difficult region, obviously uh, Perennial Power, Norcross, and Brookwood. Don't forget about Central Gwinnett there, but I've got Parkview coming in at number 9. At number eight, I've got last year state runner-up, the Roswell Hornets. Uh, Roswell losing a, 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 a bevy of talent, but the, the beauty of Roswell there in Region 4 is they bring in um, Cordell Littlejohn to play quarterback and also have weapons in Tennille Hopper. Don't believe that Roswell will run away with this region, but I have them coming in at number eight. At number seven, we go down to South Georgia in region one, and I've got the Colquitt County Packers. Once again, another team that is really filling a lot of voids for some senior leadership. Uh, I, I, I know they have a, a, a an intensive, what I would consider an intensive uh, preseason schedule before they get into that region play. Only four teams in that region uh, Colquitt will be ready to play. They'll be battle-tested, and I'm not as concerned about them finishing one, two, or three in that region. That's a team that uh, knows how to uh, get things done in the postseason. So Colquitt County Packers coming in at number seven. At number six, we've got the Brookwood Broncos, a team that I expect to win Region 7. Uh, Brookwood uh, with returning quarterback Matthew Hill, uh, obviously a, a powerful Holman uh, on the offensive line. I think the Brookwood Broncos have enough uh, uh, to win this region. I've got them coming in number six. Number five, I'm looking at Peachtree Ridge and region, out of region six, Peachtree Ridge. Uh, Fred Payton, who threw for 2,500 yards for Peachtree Ridge. So I've got them. Uh, coming in at number five. Number four, we go back down south to the Lowndes Vikings. I uh, believe that Lowndes, I believe this is their year uh, to win this region uh, behind uh, Michael Berry at, at quarterback. And uh, obviously a proud tradition down in Lowndes County with the uh, Lowndes Vikings and Valdosta Wildcats in Lowndes. Number four, uh, excuse me, number three, we're looking at the uh, McEachern Indians. McEachern should be the class of uh, Region 3, uh, 7A out of Powder Springs. Big player coming back, big-time player in Paris Brown at running back for McEachern. Uh, watch out for him. Pretty exciting guy to watch. At number two, I've got the Grayson Rams. Uh, Grayson, uh, obviously, with uh, Owen Papa, who we mentioned earlier in the show, on the defense, and also uh, bringing in DJ Irons. Uh, coming in at quarterback, he's a, a 6'4", 200-pound quarterback. Should fit right in with Grayson. Um, that is a system. I know they've got a new head coach, but that is a system and a program that uh, has proven themselves to be a perennial contender in the state of Georgia. And number one, I'm going out on a limb here with South Gwinnett Comets. I believe that uh, I'm looking for South Gwinnett to upset Grayson in regions, Region 8, 7A. 
game on November 3rd will go a long way into determining that region. That November 3rd game is a South Gwinnett at Grayson game. So South Gwinnett, if you're for real, you, you, um, tall task to beat Grayson at home, but it's preseason. I'm going out on a limb. I've got the Comets at number one. Moving on to 6A, uh, we start uh, over in northeast Georgia. Num- my number 10 team is the Dequila uh, Falcons. Uh, the Falcons uh, went undefeated in the region last year, and, and I believe that they'll pick up where they left off. They returned their starting quarterback and leading rusher, so no reason to think of any big drop-off from the Dequila Falcons. Uh, coming in at number nine, uh, the Mays Raiders. Mays out of Atlanta. Uh, Finished number one in the region last year, uh, but will face some stuff. Uh, excuse me, some stiff competition from Alexander. And coming in at number eight, we've got Heritage Conyers. Heritage Conyers returns a quarterback, Caleb Pruitt, who threw over thirty-three hundred yards in twenty sixteen. So, looking for him to pick up where he left off last season in Region Three. At number seven, the Lee County Trojans in southwest Georgia. Um, Lee County, a, a big-time player in Otis Reese at linebacker. I believe they have a, a, a couple of more big-time prospects. Uh, I like Lee County uh, to challenge Valdosta in that region, maybe one of the toughest regions in the state this season uh, in Class 6A. Coming in at number five, the Dalton Catamounts. Uh, Dalton returns two stop players in quarterback J.P. Tig and also uh, Nasir Love Porter at defensive back. Got Dalton uh, in a tough region with Harrison. And Dalton won this region last year, but I think Harrison has too much to win that region. But I've got Dalton coming in at number six. At number five, the Coffee County Trojans. Coffee County, uh, led by wide receiver Milton Jackson and defensive end Derek Newton. Uh, once again, a very tough region down there in South Georgia. Coffee County coming in at number five. At number four, uh, I, I believe what will be the new um, bell cow for Region 5, the uh, Alexander coming back with quarterback Mason Wood. And linebacker Aaron Casey, uh, I believe that Alexander will exact some revenge on Mays this season. I think I look for them to have a big year, breakout year at Alexander. Coming in at number three, I've got the Harrison Hoyas. Harrison led by quarterback Justin Fields, who has skyrocketed this offseason up the recruiting boards. Uh, he will be a certainly draw a crowd wherever he goes this season. Coming in at number two, the Tucker Tigers. Uh, All Tucker does is uh, seem to win perennially uh, a powerhouse. And this season, uh, no short of weapons, uh, With uh, uh, starting with offensive lineman Dylan Wanham, uh, linebacker Michael Harris, uh, wide receiver Josh Van, Torian Taylor at running back Trey Leslie, another linebacker, and big Antonio Showers on the defensive end. I like the Tucker Tigers. Uh, to make a deep run in the playoffs. And then the defending champ coming in number one, the Valdosta Wildcats. Um, they will have an early test uh, in the Wintersville Classic 
on September on excuse me on August 18th just in a couple of weeks Hunter Holt has the offense all to himself I, I figure Valdosta to pick up right where they left off and start them at number one moving on to 5a starting at number 10 uh, in one of the toughest regions last season in 5a I have the Kell Longhorns coming in at number 10 at number nine we go down to South Georgia and Thomas County Central is my pick at number nine. Uh, one of the returners, uh, players to watch for Thomas County Central, Calias Williams, uh, running back. And this region, region one, I believe, will be decided uh, between the matchup of uh, Bainbridge and Thomas County Central. That matchup occurring on October 20th, Bainbridge will host uh TCC on the 20th right above Thomas County Central I've got Bainbridge coming in at number eight Bainbridge will be led by running back Damian Pierce a 5'11 210 and he's a load uh, so look for Bainbridge uh, and, and TCC to slug it out we'll see how uh, these teams uh, won if they can survive this region and not only survive this region but how they fare in the playoffs against North Georgia Coming in at number seven, Stars Mill. Uh, Stars Mill and Whitewater shared a region title last year. I like Stars Mill and their one-two combo of Cole Gilly and Nick Brown at running back. Uh, look for them to make some headwaves in Class 5A this season. Coming in at number six, we are looking at Carver of Atlanta out of Region 6. Uh, I've got a, a host of Carver players as my top players, starting with their uh, quarterback, Octavius Battle. He's 6'4", 185. Quindarius Monday, a defensive back. Uh, Jaquavius Marks at running back. And DeAnthony Ball at wide receiver. Just a host of, uh, of weapons. Uh, Marks, 1,200 rushing yards last season. Um, just think there'll be too much for Grady to overcome as Grady loses Kalen Newton. Next up, at number six, at number five, excuse me, the Carrollton Trojans out of Region 7. Uh, Carrollton brings back quarterback Mark Wright to lead their offense. I have the Carrollton Trojans coming in at number five. At number four, Stockbridge, a team that won the Region Last season, um, Stockbridge, I still believe they have enough wep weapons coming back. Obviously, Marquez Izard uh, at wide receiver is a weapon that Florida State commit. I've got Stockbridge. Uh, they made a great push last season. Uh, in the postseason, I've got Stockbridge at number four. Number three, the Ware County Gators. Uh, Never uh, count out Franklin Stevens. He has a history of wherever he's been of, of putting competitive teams on the field. Uh, last season, they were stopped. The Gators were stopped short by eventual state champion Rome. But look for them to be in a good position to repeat not only as region champs, but make a strong push behind uh, running back M.J. Fuller. Coming in at number two, the Buford Wolves. Buford out of region eight. 
in a region that uh, they they ran through Buford with some high level recruits may be one of the best backfields in the nation with Christian Turner and Anthony Grant at running back. Uh, don't forget about Bryson Richardson in the defensive backfield. Buford looking to get back on top in the state in Class 5A. And my number one team in Class 5A, the defending champ, Rome Wolves. Uh, Rome returning a, a starting quarterback in Knox Kalem. Uh, also a lot of talent running back with Jemias Griffin, Jalen Sykes, and on the defensive line, uh, Jamarcus Chapman and Adam, Adam Anderson. Just think that Rome has too much for Region 7. I believe they ran this region outright. I believe they are the favorite to win a state title in Class 5A. And last but not least, moving on to Class 4A. We are looking, we'll start in Class 4A, and we will look at the Ridgeland Panthers. Ridgeland out of Region 6. I've got Ridgeland coming in as a number 10 team in Class 4A. Ridgeland will be led by Jalen Shelton at running back. He's uh, got good size, 6'1", 227. Uh, at number nine, we've got Carver Columbus out of Columbus, Georgia. At number eight, Mary Persons, who made a deep run into the playoffs last season. A lot of graduation. Uh, the graduation bug has hit Mary Persons hard. Uh, but I look for them to make a push. I look for them to make a push uh, for postseason, led by Quinn Wilson, uh, returning running back. At number seven, Spalding. Uh, Spalding made an impressive run in the state playoff, uh, coming up short, uh, reaching the final four, but coming up short. They return quarterback Shedrick Lindsey, um, and I believe that will be key for another deep run. At number six, the Cairo Syrup Makers uh, out of Cairo, Georgia, uh, always an athletic competitive team. They, they hold, they field, they've got a uh, important tilt on September 1st against Thomas County central. Although this is not a region game will really let us know if Cairo is ready to rebound from some of the losses they've had, uh, to graduation coming in at number five, the blessed Trinity Titans out of Roswell, Georgia, uh, blessed Trinity, a host of uh, talent on that team, led by Jake Smith at quarterback and Steel Chambers in the backfield as well. I like Blessed Trinity to challenge, uh, maybe make a late push, uh, and really make a deep run into the Class 4A state tournament. Coming in at number four, we mentioned them earlier, Northwest Whitfield, uh, impressed with uh, the stats. Uh, of Luke Shiflett, does he have enough weapons around him to make a deep, serious run in the playoffs to challenge Cartersville, to challenge Jefferson, to challenge Thompson? Uh, looks like things are in place for Northwest Whitfield. Uh, don't forget about running back Dominic Sistrunk. Uh, Mid-season battle, uh, important one in Tunnel Hill for Northwest, and that will feature uh, Northwest Whitfield. Uh, Whit, excuse me, Ridgeland at Northwest Whitfield on September 22nd. So very big game in that region one. That will go a long way in determining the region winner. Coming in at number three, 
I've got the Jefferson Dragons. Jefferson made a deep run in the playoffs. They were not really challenged in the region, region last season. Excuse me. Uh, Colby Wood returns to Jefferson, had over 1,600 yards in the 2016 season. They do lose some talent on defense, um, but I don't believe it will be enough for Stevens County or Oconee County to challenge Jefferson. And I like Jefferson to make another deep run. Coming in at number two, I have the Thompson Bulldogs. Once again, another team that really ran through their region like a hot knife through butter um, and and then came up against a buzzsaw in the Cartersville Purple Hurricanes in the state title game. Uh, Look for Mills Ridings at quarterback. He returns uh, along with uh, Bubba Murray with him in the backfield. Good one-two punch for Thompson. I don't think they're going anywhere. They'll be in the conversation all season. Uh, Early season test for Thompson uh, with Pace Academy visiting. Um, And and then really what what I feel as the biggest uh, game for Thompson in that region is an October 27th tilt with Thompson visiting Burke County. So, uh, you know, these these games can take a funny twist, especially road games uh, late in the season. So, if Thompson can stay healthy, uh, once again, I look for them to be right back there in the mix. And then at number one, this probably should come as no surprise, but Cartersville. Trevor Lawrence, a quarterback uh, at Cartersville, has been talked about extensively. We don't need to sing his praises or his laurels. We know what he does, what he brings to the table for Cartersville. Um, probably the odds-on favorite, favorite. They do play a challenging schedule. Uh, Cartersville will have... Uh, will face a 6A team in Alatoona to begin the season. Uh, so a, a very good test for Cartersville to see where they measure up. And also uh, taking on Class 7A Final Four team Westlake and, and once again traveling to Westlake. So Cartersville uh, really uh, getting some good competition early in the season. And don't forget they will play uh, Bartram Trail out of uh, – St. John's, Florida, a suburb of Jacksonville, Bartram Trail, uh, bringing in a talented QB and Joy Gatewood to uh, Cartersville, Georgia. That game only 26th of August. So Cartersville facing uh, some challenging competition to begin the season uh, in hopes of preparing themselves of a title defense. That is your top 10 for Class 4A. I do appreciate you all listening uh, to the podcast this afternoon. You can follow us on Twitter at Turd Ferguson RPT. That is T-U-R-D-F-U-R-G-E-S-O-N-R-P-T. Once again, that's Turd Ferguson RPT on Twitter. Uh, There you'll see blog posts, and you can follow our blog. That's a little bit longer, but it's uh, the blog post for any who are interested in following or taking a look at the blog, taking a look at our preseason uh, commentary. It's Georgia High School Football.wordpress.com. Just as all spelled out, Georgia High School Football.wordpress.com. That is a site for our blog. Would love for you to check it out. Comment there. Um, once again, the, the purpose of this show, the purpose of the blog, the purpose of the Twitter feed is just to create a healthy discussion about high school football in Georgia and not just in Metro Atlanta, not just in Cherokee County, but from the coastal plains from to the mountains of northwest and northeast Georgia. I hope you all have a great week. Thanks for listening. We will be back next weekend with another edition of the Turd Ferguson Report. 
Thank you all and have a great day.